We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I mean, you guys are the best team in Chicago. Everybody knows that. We all know that the afternoon show is not afraid of anything, really. Yeah. But Afternoons on the score. Play football another year, two years, whatever. You retire, that's your business. We'll celebrate you no matter what. When you get into that booth, Tom Brady, I'm here to tell you, you're going to teach people a lot. And I'm not talking about football. When you're in that booth on a weekly basis, it won't be just throwing footballs anymore. You're going to be talking. And when you're talking... Trust me when I tell you, everybody's going to listen. I'm sure that's Nobody one of the great that. things you feel, too, when you hear that out. You know, when you're walking around the streets, wherever you're at, you know, I'm sure people really appreciate you being a part of, you know, what their mornings are. There's so much to learn. There's so much to teach. You know, it's ever evolving. Believe me, as much as you think I'm willing to, you know, teach people, I'm really looking to learn. You know, I'm really looking to learn from all the people that I get to talk to. Tom Brady and Stephen A. Smith talking about something that Stephen A. knows well. Talking. Tom Brady signed a $375 million deal with Fox, (laughs) according to Andrew Marchand of the New York Post. We'll have Richard Deitch on with us in a minute, sports media critic for The Athletic. Before his career was over, to replace Greg Olson as the number one broadcaster and do things for Fox, basically. What that meant exactly was kind of open to interpretation. You uh, termed it glad handling, which I thought was a wonderful yeah. uh, invention uh, of, of your own. Glad hand, I've been told, is the uh, correct Glad word. handle big sponsors. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. He's, he's there to call games and make the Murdochs some money. Yeah. Uh, I, but- I call it being the Murdochs show pony. <laughs> like, they'll, they'll take him around. $20 million a year. Here you go. Well, here's what's happened. Uh they have this Super Bowl, and then they got the Super Bowl in two years, and Greg Olson is getting uh, rave reviews everywhere. Yeah. So what are they going to do? Richard Deitch, sports media writer for The Athletic, joins us now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Uh, Richard, as always, thank you for the time. Is this a high-class problem or just a problem for Fox Sports? Uh, well, if you guys are wrestling fans, they kind of uh... – They've kind of worked themselves into a shoot a little bit in that uh, they probably went into this season not thinking Olsen was going to get the kind of reviews that he did. Probably, I think they thought that there was very good chemistry with Kevin Burkhart, but I don't think um, I don't think they realized like what kind of analysts they had on their hands. And he really, uh, you know, he really developed into a uh, very good analyst. By the way, if, uh, 
you want to enjoy some kid crying on a Toronto street right now. That's a nice, nice shot for your audience. That's there. a bonus. Thank you. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We're kid friendly. Yeah. Incredibly enough, not my kid. So it's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well then screw that. What did you do? Yeah. Richard, what did you <laughs> yeah. do? Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, listen, it's not a, it's, it's certainly not a bad problem to have because ultimately Greg Olson as a number two analyst is probably the strongest number two analyst out there, although I like Charles Davis as well. But the reality is, I think, if you were to ask Fox executives, not Lachlan Murdoch, News Corp Fox executives, but Fox Sports executives today, like if they could do it over again, save themselves, you know, 30-something million dollars uh, and have Greg Olson as their number one heading forward versus Tom Brady, I think they'd take Greg Olson. But News Corp signed Tom to a very, very big deal, as you guys sort of stated at the top. That's not just to for Tom Brady to be an analyst. That's that's to be in the Tom Brady business and all that encompasses beyond just the games on Sunday. And so he will come in. He will absolutely be their number one analyst. You don't pay that guy that kind of money uh, to be a number two to start in a lower level tier. And because there's not really a number one job out there, forget Greg Olson, my prediction would be that uh, next year, Greg Olson's working with Joe Davis on the number two team, and it's Kevin Burkhart and Tom Brady on the number one team. Wow. Um, Richard, it, do you think Tom Brady uh, will be good at it? It's about improv and speaking with no filter, and he's always been a guy who thinks a lot about what he wants to say, how he wants to be perceived. Uh, do, do you and does Fox think he will be good at it? Because Drew Brees was not at NBC. Yeah, I think it's, so it's, I think it's twofold. I think Tom Brady's going to have to deal with some comparisons and expectations where he's really um, he's up against it because he's going to be compared to Olsen. And my sense is that I think there's going to be a, a predisposition for the audience not to think he's as good as Olsen. I think he's going to be compared to Romo and Aikman and Collinsworth and Herb Street. And I think it's just tough for anybody, whether it's Tom Brady or, you know, Jan Brady coming into the booth and basically um, knocking it out in their first year. So I think he's got a bit of an expectations battle against himself. That said, every person I've talked to in terms of who've been in production meetings with Tom Brady, so those would be producers and directors and on-air people who have sat down with Brady prior to games in either Tampa Bay or New England to sort of, you know, get unfiltered Tom Brady, um, you know, that's going to be off the record and behind the scenes. They said he's bright, he's funny, um, he can be critical of players and coaches, can be a little profane, which I actually like because that means he's not sort of, you know, some prepackaged robotic guy. All that said, it's really hard to know, you know, how that will play on television because once the light comes on, you guys know this, you do live radio every day, like it's a different cat. Like some people are really good in those situations and then once the camera gets on, you know, they, they, they get a little camera shy. They get a little audio shy. So it's really hard to know. I do think, though, that, you know, he comes with an incredible amount of knowledge from his 20-something years in the game. He's right off the field, which I always think is a major advantage for analysts to come in. And there will be a lot of curiosity factor, especially early on, as to, you know, what does Tom have to say about this? Um, I think he has a chance to be good. If you're asking me, do I think he'd be great? I'd probably bet against it because I think it's hard to be great. And then the thing I'd really bet on is he just doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to be in this business for five or ten years. You know, he just doesn't. I don't. I just it's very hard for me to see Tom Brady at age like 57 
like, you know, doing Jacksonville, Carolina on a Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. It just that doesn't seem like it's going to be him. But um, but sometimes people fall in love with it. But um, so I think I think he'll be better than people think. But I'm not sure he's going to be um, lights out like can't miss the next John Madden kind of thing. Sports media writer for the Athletic, Richard Deitch, is our guest. That it's been reported that Olson has an out in his contract for a number one job. Obviously, Aikman locked in at ESPN. Romo obviously locked in at CBS, even though he's getting crushed right now by social media and a lot of the critics. Um, is NBC fully committed to Collinsworth with Tarico and? Is Amazon fully committed to Herb Street double dipping with Thursday night football and college football? So let's take NBC first. Yeah, they're, Colin, they're committed to Collinsworth. He's got a couple of years left on his deal. Greg Olson's not going to be going to NBC to be the number one analyst with Mike Tirico. They're not making that move. I would be stunned if Amazon pulls off Herb Street after year one. Um, he's got a big schedule, obviously, with college football and the NFL, but they signed him to a five-year deal. They paid him a ton of money, even if they thought Greg Olson was the greatest NFL analyst in history. You know, you'd have to buy Herb Street out at a pretty serious number and then bring Olson in, who's never worked with Al Michaels before and who's never worked with that team before. So I don't see it. I mean, you know, that's a never-say-never never kind of proposition. I, if Greg Olson's agent is smart, and I actually know Greg Olson's agent is, and I'm sure he will do this, um, he will call Amazon just to sort of see, hey, what's going on with you guys. But I don't see it. I don't think there's a number one job open at the moment. I don't think there'll be a number one job open for a couple of years. I would imagine the next one would probably be Collinsworth in terms of sort of where the contracts are sit. So, you know, it's a tough spot for Greg on the one hand in that I think he did number one work and there's not a number one job there. At the same time, he's 37 years old. He's gotten great reviews. He's made a ton of money. Um, as a player, and then he made more money than he normally would have this year because he got pushed up to the number one position. I think you do good work for a couple of years, and you're sitting in a great position when maybe some of these other um, number one analysts, uh, their contract comes up. So I think he, if he plays it right and doesn't get too sort of obsessed with, I've got to be a number one. I think he's in a great long-term position, but you know that's very easy for me to say from here um, because I'm not being replaced by Tom Brady. You know, I, I, it, it's really nice self-awareness from Olson when you spoke with him last week, Richard, and it's in your piece today where he says, I didn't play quarterback. I didn't play for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't have a gold jacket on. I didn't play in New York City. The only way I can do this is if I'm good, you know, and, and he is good, but he really doesn't have a lot of moves here. Um, hey, do you think do you think our friend Jason Benetti is going to be climbing up the ranks at Fox doing football games anytime soon? I hope so. I love Benetti. Um, I think he is the best. Let me sort of make sure I don't sort of uh, you know hyperbole it up. I think he's the best working baseball broadcaster today as a play-by-play person. Um, and maybe there would be some in New York who would say Gary Cohen, um, and that's fine. You know, these are all obviously very subjective kind of titles, but. But Eddie's great. He's got a great voice. He's funny. He calls the game. I think he. I think Fox really, really likes him. Uh, the thing at Fox, though, is they just happen to be really, really deep 
with young play-by-play people. Sort of a very rare and great thing to have. By the way, including another Chicago guy and Adam Amin. Another yep. friend. And so, yeah, yeah. So they have Joe Davis, right? They have Adam Amin. They have Jason Benetti. Burkhart. And Burkhart, who's not, you know, Burkhart's under 50. So they have these guys who are really, really talented. I mean, crazy talented. And it's a deep bench. And they could all do football. And they could all do baseball. And they could all do college football. So, I, I, you know, I have no doubt that Fox is very high on Jason Benetti. How could you not be? Um, if Benetti's problem, if, I mean, you know, let's be honest, these are first world problems. But Benetti's first world problem is just the fact that he's surrounded by a pretty exceptionally talented group of fairly young play-by-play people. But, yeah, they're, you know, I, I give Fox a lot. You know, trust me when I say Fox has made some garbage hires. Uh, they've been really, really good when it comes to identifying Really talented play-by-play people. And by the way, if you're ESPN, how on earth do you let Joe Davis, Adam Amin, and Jason Benetti like out your door if you've actually had them there? That's just, to me, some bad business. Don't let young, talented people walk out your door. I mean, I guess if they get offered so much money, they're going to go. But um, but that's a nice piece of business by Fox. Those are some really good play-by-play people. Do you expect Tom Brady to be a part of the broadcast pregame or otherwise on Super Bowl Sunday? There is zero chance we'll be part of the game broadcast. I mean, yep. uh, that could book. Yeah, I'm not going to make one of those bets. Well, if he does, I'll walk into Lake Michigan naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying it's not – by the way, no one wants to see that. Uh, yeah, I'm not – there's no chance he's going to be on the game broadcast. In terms of the pregame at this point, just given what he did, I mean, I would actually now be surprised if Fox didn't, you know, pull him somewhere, you know, on a two-shot uh, – you know, Brady's on the beach in Miami, and he gives you a quick t- – like, I just think at this point, given he's retired and given that the world knows that his likely next job, unless something changes, is with that company, I think you got to make the ask. And, yes, I, I would – I, by the way, I don't know this. I'm not reporting this, and it has not been determined yet. That I can tell, definitely tell your listeners. But, yeah, I, if I had to guess, I would think we're going to see Tom Brady in some quick spot at, you know, 410 or 510 on uh, – Super Bowl Sunday, you know, between the Amazon and Pizza Hut ad or whatever. You know, it, it's interesting as you talk about not picturing Brady what in five years doing some random game on on, on a Sunday. I, I I'm with you. I, do you have any sense for what his long term aspirations are? Because this the, the, a job like this has a way of exposing you. Um, in terms of the depth of conversation, and you'll be wrong a lot and stuff like that. And I don't know that he likes being wrong a lot, frankly. Yeah, who is the famous person who said the answer to all your questions is money? That, that's what I think Tom Brady's. Uh, that's what I think Tom Brady's long-term goal is. Seriously, like I think his goal is empire building. In the same way, I think Peyton Manning's goal is empire building. I don't. Again, I don't know Tom Brady. I've never covered the Patriots or the Bucks, so a lot of this is just either talking to the reporters who I worked with at the Athletic or Sports Illustrated to get a sense. He does not strike me as someone who, like, will love broadcasting and the NFL broadcasting experience so much that once the novelty of this wears off, that he wants to travel to stadiums every Sunday to do this. So I'm with you. I think Brady has more interest in, like, production company stuff and putting out films. I could absolutely see him being part of a group to try to get ownership of an NFL team. Like that's what strikes me 
that Tom Brady's sort of long-term goals would be. It just, I don't know. It just, it just seems just crazy to me to think, you know, five, six years from now, after Tom Brady has done Fox for a little bit or whatever, after he's done his Super Bowls, that he's going to be pumped. You know what I mean? To do like mm-hmm. Green Bay, New Green Bay, New Orleans, four twenty-five for like the fourth time. It just it does not strike me now. Troy Aikman obviously has had a long career and he was a major star and he's obviously loved it. But I I think Brady's different. Um, Brady's made a lot more money than any of these guys obviously who have walked into the booth. So if the one prediction I would make it, I mean I, I don't know if he's going to be good or not because it's just it's hard to know until I see him on air. My only prediction that I feel comfortable about is I cannot see him um, fulfilling that 10-year contract that he currently has with Fox. Do the social media reviews matter? And if so, what do you think has happened to Tony Romo? Yeah, so they only matter if your company allows them to matter. And so I would say in my experience covering this stuff, ESPN really reacts to social media commentary from people um do you, if we're not so far removed from jason Witten and uh you know the genius decision of putting booger mcfarlane on crane yeah and so right so like espn is a reactive company and they absolutely see this stuff and it freaks them out and and they a lot of times move on sentiment cbs is not that cbs is much more of a conservative company they're certainly well aware of the criticism Romo's gotten but they're not gonna they're not gonna make a move just because Romo has gotten some, you know, some first time in his career, his broadcasting career, some pretty bad press over the last couple months. I think, um, to be fair, Romo and Ants did not have a great year. Um, I think some of the criticism is fair. I think a lot of the criticism, though, is a lot of follow-the-leader criticism. You know, somebody writes a think piece on Romo, and then it gets pretty easy to bash Romo. You've got a really shiny new guy in Greg Olson, and sort of things start to snowball. Um, Tony Romo, in my opinion, would benefit, obviously, from um, being, how do I sort of say this, like one octave a little less enthusiastic. So as a viewer, you don't feel like he's screaming at you. Um, So as a viewer, you can get some of his analysis as opposed to the -the over-the-top enthusiasm. I still think he's a very good analyst. I still like his enthusiasm. I still think they're a good team. Um, But they didn't have as good a year as they've had in the past. But from every person I've talked to at CBS, there's no changes on the horizon. And most organizations, while they're certainly aware of social media sentiment, they're not going to make a move off it unless it's like so great to the point where they really are just so desperate to change the narrative on a weekly basis, which is what happened with Jason Witten and Booger McFarland. And then you start looking for a different move. So um, I'd be very, I'd be stunned. I really would use the word stunned. I'd be stunned if Tony Romo. Um, wasn't um, CBS's lead analyst for the duration of his contract. It's nice when we get to talk to Richard Deitch, the senior writer of sports media for The Athletic. All right, two quickies here, and you can be quick with these if you want. One, it's, uh, sure. Al Michaels going anywhere? I was cu- Count me among those disappointed by the great Al Michaels' performance in the playoffs and, and his disdain throughout the year. I assume he's going to the Beverly Hilton for cocktails and a steak. No, he's not going anywhere. Okay. Yeah. No, right. he'll, he'll be back. All right. And then um, how many promos do you think we're going to see during the Super Bowl for Gordon Ramsay's next level chef right after the Super Bowl? Because uh, we hate that show as a, as a they, radio they show. They snubbed our executive producer. He was a finalist, and then they ghosted him. Yeah. So, so we have an sm- active smear campaign against next level chef, sir. 
Yeah, I, to me, like, I got to be honest, I'm just so done with the whole idea of the crazy, angry chef, like, yelling at people for, like, screwing up food. Like, it just doesn't – it feels like such a, like, uh, you know, yeah. uh, like a 2012 uh, construct in the same way, like, you know, hey, let's put a real estate baron and, like, have them fire people if they don't uh, – do the job correct. Yeah, I'm with you in this. Like, no offense to Gordon Ramsay, although I really don't care if I offended Gordon Ramsay. Like, I'm done with that whole genre in terms of just television programming anyway. So I I, I absolutely support your campaign. Oh, what good. I'm trying. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. All right. Richard Deitch from The Athletic. Thank you, sir. Always enjoy the conversation. You got it. Be well, guys. Thank you. Hashtag next level chef sucks. That's right. Deitch is in. That's right. I like it. Didn't answer your question, though, on number of promos. No, I didn't. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> and someone sent me uh, the, the the lineups of the teams uh, on Twitter. The chefs. Because we were saying who's going to be Shane. Yeah. Like, who's better Shane. There's got to be a bearded tattoo guy. That, based on the pictures they put out, I saw, like, a goatee. I saw one guy with a goatee. That's not enough. Yeah, so, I think it's really just me, guys. <laughs> I think it, it, looking in the mirror, I must not have been good enough. Oh no! Yeah, that's that's yeah. what this campaign is about. Unfortunately, you can't, you can't let them make you feel that way. They're wrong. They are deeply wrong, dude. What's in the best interest of the football viewer based on this whole carousel of NFL broadcaster stuff we were talking about with Richard Deitch, with uh, Romo and Olsen, and now Tom Brady potentially heading to the booth? Do we think he'll be good? Parkinson speak on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I... Gave the same thing back to you guys, so thank you very much. Appreciate it. He now heads to Fox. He's retired. 
Greg Olson has become the darling of NFL media. Because he's real good, man. I know, but I'm old enough to remember when Tony Romo was the darling of NFL media. Mm-hmm. I know it's different. It is different because Romo had had gimmicks and, you know. Enthusiasm and right. charisma. And Olsen seems to be doing it on hard work and smarts. Yeah. So it definitely does feel different. I agree. Oh, my goodness. This is so incredibly crazy right there what just happened. Yeah. So we'll start there. Olsen will call the Super Bowl, and then he will be demoted for Tom Brady. We think. Yeah, it's probably unless Brady decides not to do it for for whatever reason. Which is your theory. Yeah, I I don't think he will spend one game in the booth next year. Hmm. He's not going to do it. Just going to turn down the money. Yes. Or back out of the contract. Keep the portion of the money where he's he's with the Murdochs and doing the glad handling. Nope. Nope. You don't think he's going to do anything? I I don't think Tom Brady will be a Fox employee come next football season. What do you think he's going to do? Nothing. Just hang around? TB12, speaking engagement, stuff like that. Maybe mm. something else that we'll see how 80 for Brady does, like like Richard was saying. But no, I, he's not going to be in a booth next year. You think he's too big for it? Or what's the reason? No, no, I, I just don't think he wants to. Hmm. I, I don't. Obviously, I don't know Tom Brady. I don't know what? the man. But I don't think he wants to do the job. I'm surprised he doesn't know him. I was going to say, what was the what? The surprise. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think he would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, then why sign the contract? I think he wanted to do it then. And we've seen how indecisive he is. Yeah. Nothing about Tom Brady to me says that's an analyst in an NFL play-by-play booth. Yeah, he, man. He'd, he'd work on it and he'd figure it out and all of that. I just, he doesn't have to. But, but Shane, no, here's the part where I'm with you. He doesn't have to. And, like, there's he's built uh, a lot of the brand on people – like thinking that he's right about stuff, especially TB12 and thinking about he's right about stuff. You get exposed doing a game every week. You get, you get exposed doing three and a half hours of live improv every week uh, on a game. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you want like, that. I don't know if that's the best thing for the brand, frankly. He seems like a really agreeable dude. So when Fox came to him when they thought he was retiring and said, hey, we want you as our number one. Like, okay, yeah, I, I bet I could do that. That sounds like fun for a little while. And and I, I just I don't think it's it's what he really wants. Mm. He wants to make out with his dad. <laughs> I I don't know what he wants. Obviously, none of us do. I I think that that job, so much of it is star power that we spend time as hardcore sports fans and observers yeah. who lock in on the games with the sound up and that's, that's all true you know but no, like we pick it apart we we delve deep and most people do not and just the, the overwhelming majority do not so but but tom brady has a movie out with jane fonda in it right like he he has crossover appeal he was married to a victoria's secret model like people who are not nfl fans know who tom brady is in a way that they don't know who even Troy Aikman is or Tony mm. Romo is, right? Like he is a he is a unique football global celebrity. So I think that Fox would be is totally willing to have a less quality X's and O's analyst with higher Q rating. With higher Q rating. And so I don't I think that they'll be fine with the Richard Deitches and Andrew Marshans and sports media tweets of the broadcast is worth if they can charge a higher ad rate to be a part of the Tom Brady business. Like, you know, so I, that's mm. 
That's why I think the, be- the thing makes sense. But a texter just alluded to where I think it might settle, which is we, get, we have a little bit of insight here into this. Our guy Dave wants that. And I know Wani was on with Mullion Hall, and we can hear what he had to say about Brady in just a second. But Wani tells us about the life of Fox TV. I know my, my best friend works for Fox. I know how well Fox treats its talent. But Jimmy Johnson has been there forever. Yeah, the Jimmy Johnson. Terry Bradshaw has been there forever. Think about those roles on a Sunday morning, you know, living that life for a few hours weekly. And it's such a different thing in terms of, like, you, you've you got your moments that they kind of script out, and you can script it out a little bit. You can choose your angles and do your things, and you don't expose yourself to the three and a half hours of a live game and all the work it takes. No travel. Yeah. If, like, like, Tom Brady's got to have a house near L.A., <laughs> right? He could just decide to spend yes. more time in LA. I believe it's called the Getty Mansion. I believe <laughs> yeah. that. So he could just, you know, like if like, both of them. Like Bradshaw travels there from his ranch in Oklahoma. Like Jimmy Johnson travels from his boat in in South Beach. Like Brady could just live in LA. That's a much better life. That's a much better, much easier life. You still get a ton of money for very little work. Not nearly as much as, you know, 30 million a year to be a game analyst, but I'm sure they could figure something out. You're still around the game. You're still talking about the game. You do a few high profile pieces a year, like where you do sit down interviews and TV. You still have the connections, the media, Hollywood. I don't think they'd even ask him to take a pay cut if they did that instead. Like just having him, I don't know. Sign the deal, you know. Like you're still there, and he could still be with the Murdochs and still do the glad handling. I think. I think that there'd be somebody's going to tune in and think I'm just screwing up that word. By the way, yeah. So. Well, you are. I'll wear it. You, you, you are you, Jabroni. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. But so I, I think that that's a potentially interesting compromise. I don't think it's going to necessarily matter how good he is or isn't. I agreed with Deitch. He won't do it mm. for forever. And if I was NBC, I would be looking to get out of the Chris Collinsworth business. You just got Mike Tirico finally to replace Al Michaels. Freshen it up. Really? Does that mean his dumbass son is going to replace him? <laughs> yeah, but like I, I just Jack with a C. Yeah, I yeah. I was thinking it is Jack with a C. I thought it was yeah. Zach and for a minute. No, he's so stupid too. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 Jack with a C. Uh, yeah, I I would think because Romo's locked in, Aikman's locked in. If I, if I want Olsen to get a number one gig. I think Collinsworth is still pretty good. I mean, he's not, he's, and, and he's got the, the pro football focus thing. Didn't he buy in on pro football yeah. focus? I'm not saying Collinsworth would like this opinion, but <laughs> younger, more recent guy who's cutting through a little bit more. Mm. Go, go figure out if, go, go make a move. Fox gets negative reviews for their broadcast being bad. NBC all of a sudden gets some reviews of Tariko, best play-by-play guy. Olsen, best number one analyst. Bring back that, you know, some Sunday night football juice a little bit. You may be losing a little bit of your luster to Monday night football with Buck and Aikman going over to ESPN. Yeah. I, I like the idea. Okay. I, li- I like the idea of NBC thinking about a little Collinsworth buyout in a year or two and, and getting to Greg Olson over there. I think, I think Amazon should uh, become like the Denver Broncos of media, sports media entities, and go ahead and get out. Pay to get out of something that is that is wrong. So go ahead and pay. 
let, get out Michaels away. It's time to move on from Michaels mm. and from, from Herb Street. But, like, Michaels' performance in the playoffs was so low energy and so unfortunate. And then his response to it was so blind. I think Brent Musburger needs to move over and make room in Vegas for Al Michaels to transition gently. They're like a touring act. Right. This is where Al, is, and Roy. This is where Al has been <laughs> destined to go. Brent and Al. I like that. I like it. <laughs> Brent and Al with tigers <laughs> yeah. out there. Telling stories and trying not to get eaten. Telling stories, trying not to get eaten. Hey, I ran into O.J. Simpson the other night. How about that? <laughs> that was a moment. Gambling on football games. Telling people about gambling on football games and not being asked to have the energy and gravitas it takes to do a full game anymore. The only, yeah, I'm with you on all of that. Uh, Siegfried and Roy, Alan, Alan uh, and Brent, I'm with Especially you. Especially the outfits. <laughs> yes. It just, Thursday night doesn't feel that big. Al made it feel not that big. Mm-hmm. Amazon makes it not feel quite as big. The game quality is not going to be as good. Greg Olson deserves better. Al- Amazon's not getting a Super Bowl. And it's streaming. We know how much you hate that. <laughs> <laughs> when everybody's streaming, I'm okay with it. I can't lie. It, it's better than Shades. It's Al- when is, is this on delay? <laughs> I was surprised yeah. uh, at the odds. Are we, out of, are we out of shrimp? Is, is that what happened? We never ran out of shrimp. Oh, It was a Shane party. I didn't get a single bit of leftovers. Uh, that day. Again, you're not going to eat second day beef tartare. That's that's not something you should be interested in. That's fair. That's fair. I would love to hear Dave Wanstead's opinion, though, on Tom Brady when he joined Mullion Hall for a special call in today. I think he's the best. And I've faced them all from Dan Marino to Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, you you name, you know, Joe Montana, as you mentioned him, Steve Young's Warren Moons. Yes, Tom is because of. of winning championships. And, you know, the thing about Tom Brady, and, and I talk to people inside New England, and I am very close with people inside the box. And with Tom, be, before the last year, okay, and particularly that Super Bowl run right at Tampa, when he was all in, and it was, it was the old Tom Brady, when he walked into the building, you know, he created a sense of urgency within the building that it didn't make any difference if you were the weight coach or if you were the trainer or if you were the equipment manager or assistant coach, it didn't matter. If when you walked in the building, you better, you better have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed because Tom, you know, he just had that, that uh, air about him uh, that he was there for business and everybody better be on the top of their game because you knew that he was. And I think that that is what people talk about behind the scenes, that you don't coach that. You know, you don't coach that. I mean, it's, it's something that, uh, that, that Tom was born with. And, uh, and it really, he made everybody around him a lot better, a lot like Michael Jordan, obviously. Great stuff from uh, Dave Wanstead. He's the best. He's the greatest. Love that guy. We're going to try to keep getting him offers for paid gigs around the Super Bowl. Yeah, we have one. We, we do. We do have an we offer. Have one. We have one very attractive offer. Dave wants to talk to me about it tomorrow. Oh, okay. Is Dave coming in? We seeing Dave tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, he'll be here. Tomorrow. Oh, it's, uh, it's exciting. Come on now. Four o'clock. Some bourbon with Dave Wanstead. Woo! Coming up next, the Kelsey brothers are sick of the brothers in the uh, Super Bowl storyline, but there is a story about the Kelsey brothers in the Super Bowl that you probably don't know. You'll hear it next on the score. You've got Andy Reid going against his old team, the Philadelphia Eagles. You've got the Kelsey Bowl. 
with Travis and Jason going head-to-head -head in the Super Bowl. It'll be a great challenge for us, the Kelsey Bowl. So uh, we'll see the brothers go up against each other. I love that you already have the name. Features a matchup with the Kelsey brothers, tight end Travis of KC and center Jason of Philly. Let's also not forget that we got the storyline about Jason and Travis Kelsey. This is the first time that we've seen two brothers play against each other in the Super Bowl. Next, along with sports, brothers will collide in a Super Bowl first. Now you got the brothers in the Super Bowl, right? You're going to hear plenty of uh, and see plenty of features on the, the two all-pro brothers. The Kelsey brothers and their extended family. Oh my goodness, their mother. And the first set of brothers to play one another in a Super Bowl against his brother. Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs and Jason Kelsey of the Eagles will become the first brothers to play against each other in the Super Bowl. I love, uh, I love my brother. Enough already. <laughs> that is quite a collection of brother-brother talk. Right. Uh, a little nostalgia there for you. Brother, brother, the name of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah look at you. you. Yeah. Throwing a bone. Name of the band with my brother in the 90s. Yeah. Yes, Ab true. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Man, Luke Getz is getting a lot of FaceTime right now during the Senior Bowl, by the way. They got him in like a Luke Getz cam on, on ESPN. He's like in his little box over there in the in the corner. With his name right up there the whole time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's getting a lot of screen time. Mm -hmm. It's ESPN too, but still. Uh, congratulations. Head coach, head yeah, ball coach, baby. Right. <laughs> you enjoying this? Yeah. Yeah, this is good, man. It was it's it's a cool opportunity to meet some young guys, dude. That's yep. that's been the coolest part. It's Getsy at the senior bowl. Yeah, he looks natural. He looks natural as a head coach of the American team in the uh in, in the senior bowl. But um It's weird. I I the European team can't be very good. <laughs> no. I wonder what the other team is called. The guy from Vegas. Uh, <laughs> coach. That's a good point. I know you just said it right. It is called the American They're team. They're called the American team. But the, I China, mean, the Chinese football team. The, even the world's football team. Yeah, no, they, they, you know what? Go ahead. We'll give the whole world the team. Yeah. We're unafraid. Yeah, we're no. It's, yeah, it's a good point. Maybe it's national. I'm going to go with national team. The American <laughs> versus the national. That's, that's, all right. Good, yeah. good guess with context clues mm -hmm. that won't offend anybody. Is there a professional football league in China? I don't believe so. Huh. I, don't, I, I don't believe so. No, I don't think so. Either. We should hear from uh, the Kelsey brothers. Uh, I just How much Chinese can you speak? Mm. Just a little bit. I don't think you're fluent to it, are you? Uh, no, he's not. He's as American as you and I are. But uh, yeah, 14 was, minutes in oh God, to was, a five-hour overnight show. <laughs> I was like, oh, we are off and running. <laughs> that was an incredible experience. Oh, man. Uh, so this is from their uh, the New Heights podcast, the the Kelsey brothers. They, they do great work. They're both very entertaining. Jason Kelsey, All-Pro Center of the Eagles. Travis Kelsey, All-Pro Center of the Chiefs. Uh, there is another. There is another Kelsey. We're going to get to uh, what everybody wants to talk about, which I don't know if you guys know this, but... Uh, there's two brothers playing in the Super Bowl, and it's uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey. If the world hasn't force-fed you this shit already. Yeah, uh, if you're not tired of it yet, which we are. Uh, we're going to talk about been, the Kelsey Bowl now. It's only been two days. It's been two days, and I'm already over it. Uh, the Chiefs and over the Eagles. It. The Chiefs and Eagles are playing each other in the Super Bowl. We're going to reflect on the moment. We're officially the first brothers to play in a Super Bowl against one another. Uh, some other brother combos that have been in the game together. Obviously, the Harbaugh's iconically coached against each other in Legendary. Super Bowl forty-seven. Uh, the McCordy twins, who are twins? That's another like level. Like, not only were they that's brothers, they came into this world at the same time. About, you want to talk about beating the beating the odds? Yeah, McCordy twins played as teammates with the Patriots in the Super Bowl fifty-three. Um, 
and now the Kelsey Bulls here. We're going to play against each other. Travis says it doesn't matter. Uh, Mom can't lose. She can't uh, lose. Well, she can't. She's going to lose and she's going to win. Mom is going to lose. But mom, and mom is, a, is a, also a, going to win. She's a she's a glass full woman though. So she she is. She'll focus on the not, positive. Yeah. Which is wrong because she should be there for the brother that loses. But she'll be there for. The, <laughs> she's a front runner. It's fine. So. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare talk about my mother like that. <laughs> God, man. Um, are mom and dad sitting on your sideline? Are they sitting on my sideline? We do have to figure that out because we both get a certain allotment of tickets. And um, I feel like I feel like you're going to have more of a family-oriented group. I'm, I'm also bringing Kylie's parents. I'm bringing the girls. Nice. And Kylie's, Kylie's bringing the, our, her OB because she's going to be 38 weeks pregnant at the game dude dude if that she could be has a super a baby, kelsey bowl if she has a, if, he, if she has a baby she in the stadium baby, if she has a baby in the stadium it's officially scripted <laughs> we're in the matrix it's officially there's no, no way there's no way that's uh, dude, that'd be so you want to take mom and dad on your sideline wait what <laughs> <laughs> They're so entertaining. They it's really so are. great. It's got to be such a crazy experience. But how about that? Jason Kelsey's wife, 38 weeks pregnant, so he's got to get a ticket for the OB. So she's traveling with her OBGYN <laughs> wow. to the Super Bowl. That's crazy. That is that is amazing. So he's not gonna he's not gonna bail if she goes into labor. Well, I don't know. Remember my guy, uh, wasn't it Van Jefferson? Oh yeah. On the Rams who left and I posited the next day. Don't you think he was, like, at least 1% disappointed that he didn't get to party with the team after they won? Yeah, because he left right after the win, so he could he go be with from his family. The, he left from the field yeah. to go be with his wife, who was I in remember. labor. That was during your uh, the long period of uh, your career where you were very anti-family. <laughs> no. I, 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 That's I, the way I, I remember I it. was a father at that point, and I still was thinking, like, of all of the days, it's got to be a great party. You're going out with your whole team. It's a lifetime accomplishment. Mm. It's a, you know what I mean? You, eh. You can't go to Wayward tomorrow when I'm a little hungover from this party. Yeah. It'd be fine. <laughs> but I got to go. It's, it'd be annoying. But, yeah, I assume Jason Kelsey not going to leave the game. That'd be my guess. You know, but Travis didn't ask. Come on, Travis. Be a better journalist. That's a little irresponsible. <laughs> you got to ask that follow-up there. That must be so damn fun. It'd be really cool. I know how much you love your brother Brad and, like, and I, I was in a band with my brother, and now I'm just like super. I happen to be super tight with the other brother, and it's like the idea of possibly meeting your brother in the Super Bowl is just—it's outrageous. You dream of that kind of crap. Yeah, and and these like well, actually, people like well, Mahomes and Burrow don't really play against each other because when uh, Mahomes is on the field, Burrow's on the sideline, and vice versa. Or this text mm. right here: the Kelsey bro- boys will not line up against each other. As dumb as QB v QB storylines. Come on. <laughs> Come on. They're brothers yeah. <laughs> with the same last name. Yeah. Who are some of on the opposite teams. best players on the team. One of them will win the Super Bowl. One of them will lose the Super Bowl. No, Travis Kelsey will not be lining up at nose tackle over Jason Kelsey. Mm-hmm. That is true. But by definition, they are playing against each other in the Super Bowl. That is. It's not an unworthy storyline. No, it's pretty darn when cool. We're going to talk about a thousand storylines around this game. I have in front of me the four times during this past regular season that brothers played against each other. It happened four times. Okay. During the course of the regular season. Um, 
The Bosa's played against each other. The Chargers and the Niners played against each other in Week 10. The Watts. Um, the Watts. Did they play against each other, Arizona and Pittsburgh? I don't have that here. I thought they did. Hmm, maybe weren't they there, did. Weren't there pictures of the of the Watts? It could be. It could, we, you know what? It could, it, that could have been that they went to JJ's last game. Maybe that's what because it was. Because or, 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 one of them was injured or something like so that. Actually, it's I a, could have that wrong. It's a total of five. So the Bosa's, um, Equinemius St. Brown, and Amon Ra St. Brown. Yep. Lions and Bears. Oh, my. Um, Zach Martin and his brother Nick Martin, who's a center for Washington. And I did not realize that. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds and Terrell Edmonds, week five, Steelers safety, Bills safety, and then two running backs, Dalvin Cook and James Cook, uh, Minnesota and Buffalo. And James with the same hair as Dalvin, it's uh, it's jarring, frankly, uh, every time. Yeah, you're right. The the Bosa or the the Watts did not play against each other this mm. year, but they were they definitely. Remember they did Took that pictures video together. I, I they, they did t- in 2020. Okay. Uh, JJ Watt played against TJ and Derek. When they were both on the Steelers. They were both on the same wow. team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. September 26th, 2020. So that's got to be the only time that three brothers were in the same NFL game together. Because the Gronkowskis. I don't know, man. There's been a lot of brother groupings in the NFL. I've done this research uh, before. Like the percentage of, of, of players that have been brothers and relatives in the NFL is greater than baseball and basketball. Um, hockey's actually up there, but there's something about the lineage and the work ethic and simply the size of, of if you've the got humans. the genetics to be that big, yeah. you got the health, the football family, yeah. and there's a lot of players, relatively yeah. bigger rosters. Right. Right. So JJ Watt can be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but Derek Watt can also be in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so there's it it's 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 remarkable for what for for whatever reason, like the NFL percentage wise has had more siblings than most other sports. I love the Daily Mail's headline for it. Instead of saying like the brothers playing each other in the Super Bowl, it says Donna Kelsey becomes the first mother to have two sons play each other. There you go. That's a nice little Trend words do, a, baby. A, a mom wrote that headline. And and she's got she's got the uh the, the double sided jersey. She yeah. she owns the double sided jersey with Jason on one side and Travis on the other. So I imagine that's getting worn on Super Bowl. If not now, <laughs> <laughs> I decided to go with an Eagles jersey. <laughs> I'd be surprised. That's your moment to do it. I, I'd be, that'd be a surprising choice. It's like the old Cubs and and Sox hat from uh you know Kyle uh, Long and Chris Long, right? They played against each other. Yeah, they, they've they've played against each other yeah. in the past. Absolutely. There's, a, there, I'm sure there's a ton historically we have played against each other. I only have the ones from this year, um, and this is the uh, only one for the Super Bowl. And then there's going to be a kid. To make it even more specific, how many sets of brothers have played each other in the NFL and also now currently host a podcast together? <laughs> it's outrageous. Yeah, I just know two sets. Well, in the Super Bowl, it's longs, one, longs. and then in the, if just played against each other in podcasts, it would be two. Yeah, the longs. Hmm. The Kelsey brothers, man, very entertaining. The longs are entertaining too. Yeah, there's really good. I watched their episode with Julian Edelman. He is boring as crap. Is he really? Yeah. That sucks. Uh, if the Bulls blow this up, is there a way for Arturis Karnishevis to spin this to his bosses and the public? It's next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.